0: The 2022 MLS season will have a new wrinkle, a whole new league below it. MLS Next Pro kicks off this year, and it will feature the reserve teams of 20 MLS teams plus one independent club. Jeff Ruder is here to recap his reporting on how the league will be structured. I'm Alex Abnos, and this is Soccer Everyday for Thursday, January 20th. First, as usual, your TV guide for today, as always, all times are Eastern. It's the last day of group play in the Africa Cup of Nations. Two groups finish their slates. In Group E, both games are at 11 a.m. We have Ivory Coast versus Algeria and Equatorial Guinea versus Sierra Leone, a perfectly distributed group so far. Ivory Coast with four points, Equatorial Guinea with three, Sierra Leone with two, and Algeria with one. Those point totals mean any of these teams could potentially win the group. Everything is up for grabs. The finish here will be mesmerizing for sure. Ivory Coast vs. Algeria will be available on BN Sports Extra, while Equatorial Guinea vs. Sierra Leone is just for BN subscribers or on Fanatis USA. In Group F, both games are at 2 p.m., Gambia vs. Tunisia and Mali vs. Mauritania. Mauritania has been the worst team at the Africa Cup of Nations so far, based on record and goal difference, so Mali should be able to win there. But that means that Gambia vs. Tunisia is huge, those two teams are only separated by one point, and they'll be fighting for an automatic bid to the last 16 more than likely. That game will be on BN Sports Extra. Elsewhere, Arsenal and Liverpool play the second leg of their League Cup semi-final. The aggregate score is nil-nil, so still all to play for there. That's at 2.45 p.m. on ESPN+. Also, both sides of El Clasico are in action in the Copa del Rey. Real Madrid visits Elche at 1 p.m., and Athletic Bilbao host Barcelona at 3.30 p.m. Both of those are on ESPN+. Roma also hosts Lecce in the Coppa Italia. That's at 3 p.m. on Paramount+. And finally, just a heads up for tomorrow, the Women's Asian Cup is underway, but both games are probably done by the time you're hearing this. The next games are overnight and into the early morning on Friday, and all are on Paramount+. It starts at 3 a.m. Eastern, Japan versus Myanmar, 5 a.m. Australia versus Indonesia, 7 a.m. Thailand versus the Philippines, and 9 a.m. South Korea versus Vietnam. So any of you night owls or uh, early risers, (laughs) very early risers, will have something to watch. Okay, let's move on to Jeff. Okay, I have Jeff Reuter here with me on Soccer Every Day to talk about MLS Next Pro. For those of you that are unfamiliar, MLS Next Pro is the sort of weird name that was given to the league's new uh, uh, lower division uh, initiative with uh, a lot of teams in the in MLS and eventually even more outside of the league. Having teams in this division, it's uh, sort of going to completely change the landscape of lower division soccer And they have some interesting roster rules associated with it. And the reason we're focusing on roster rules, of course, is the fact that MLS itself has many roster rules. I think, Jeff, you did a whole report about this last week, that maybe the defining factor, uh, the defining thing about MLS Next Pro roster rules so far is that there aren't too many of them yet. What do we know so far? Yeah,
1: I think that the the headline item, I mean, the literal headline item is that, (laughs) (laughs) Shout out Brooks Peck. Uh, Is that there is no salary cap in MLS Next Pro. And I think that that's important to distinguish. And I think it is something where when you look from the outside, it makes complete sense. Of course, there shouldn't be a salary cap. It's a a league full of second teams. You're not likely going to be seeing teams going out and signing guys for seven figure salaries, paying massive transfer fees for immediate impact, that sort of thing. And essentially, if you were going to put a salary cap on MLS Next Pro, teams are suddenly having to navigate two separate salary caps. They're having to have a dialogue of, does it make more sense to sign a guy to more money, but put him on the second team and then maybe try to bring him up to the first team on a lower wage. And, and, and that these are some of the questions that teams are still going to be asking, is how to work multi-year contracts where we think a player is going to rise from a third division player to a first division player with us eventually. But... At the same point, no salary caps, seven international slots. Players who are going to play in Major League Soccer will need some sort of MLS contract. It's unclear if they're going to try to get some sort of two-way. You can play for both levels, but you're predominantly with the MLS Next Pro side. I think that that's a mechanism that teams are still trying to figure out whether or not they will be able to uh, sign those sort of flex contracts. And, uh, I mean, beyond that, I think that there's some player registration things. There will have to be at least six players signed to professional contracts on the field per team at any given time in order to ensure that it is a professional league and not an amateur circuit. Uh, There will need to be uh, a lot of other logistics figured out (laughs) (laughs) at this point, including scheduling, when the season actually kicks off. Teams are still asking me if I've heard about that. Uh, They will need to know uh, how many games, how they're going to set up the schedule. They're going to need to finalize some sort of roster space size uh, questions. But uh, there, there are other details that are in this report as well, but I think that the main one, of course, is no salary cap, no maximum salary, and perhaps worryingly, no minimum salary either. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to Michelob slash courtside to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game and more. Head over to Michelob slash courtside to learn more.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. Um. Since the report came out, which is going to be linked in the description for all you listeners out there that want to get a little bit farther into the weeds on this, uh, you alluded to it just now. Uh, You've been getting some questions from people within MLS that are asking you (laughs) what you know uh, about the rules, which I think is great and speaks to the speaks of the quality of your reporting but i, I got to ask you what what questions are they asking what do people even within mls and you don't have to name names yeah uh, <laughs> what what do they what do they not know what what are they asking you about
1: yeah there's been at least four different teams since the report came out that have been sending me their own questions and i think all four have asked when is this starting they still okay. have not been given a starting date they saw in the piece, MLS at the bottom put out a statement saying that they' are working towards kicking off the 2022 season in late March, and that was new information for them. Uh, they have been asking about the, how the cap implementa- or the cap implications, excuse me, for Major League Soccer if a player was signed to a two-year deal and the first sure. year was in MLS Next Pro. Mechanisms you're going to see teams trying to use include signing a player to a front-loaded contract where if the player was going to be getting, let's say, $300,000 over the course of the contract, they would try to sign him to $200,000 at the MLS Next Pro because there's no salary cap, and then have a $100,000 player. And they're hoping that rather than having that treated the way the NHL does, which is to have kind of the base average salary where it is just completely flat, there's no increases, decreases, uh, your cap number is the same every single year of your contract. Uh, Teams are hoping that instead they will say, well, that's a $100,000 contract for MLS and forget the extra $50,000 you could have added on to that. That is a very common mechanism. Uh, People are asking about player rights is another one, as reported in the piece. Homegrown players will obviously have their rights still held by the club, uh, from which their academy is. Drafted players will for three successive transfer windows, so essentially two seasons, and then teams will be able to put discovery claims on three could-be-more than three but at this point teams are operating assuming it will be three players who are under the age of 24 who are neither drafted nor came through their academy and so there are some questions about what the process is if you like some player who is not claimed by the team they're on because they're not technically their player so i'm just going to use minnesota united as an example because they're in my backyard and it's really yeah. cold and i can't think much further than minnesota right now uh <laughs> if they had a player who's 25 years old who they did not put a discovery claim on, could not put a discovery claim on because he's above age. And Cincinnati wanted to sign him because they needed help um, in various areas of the field. I'm not going to be able to use the Cincy example every single time moving forward. I think they're going to be respectable in the future, but I'm still going to get it in while I can. Um, Sure. They would need to then acquire the player's rights despite, or they would have to put a discovery claim on this player that they like. And then they would have to negotiate to get the player out of their contract. And then they would have to sign them to a brand new contract. It's a mess. It is the sort of thing that MLS geeks like in theory. And then the second they start thinking about it more, they're like, oh, we've gone too far. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. We, yeah. we did not need to create this sort of an ecosystem. And so there will be some messy transactions uh you are unable to use allocation money if you are trying to acquire an mls next pro player because that is not something every mls next pro team would have access to shout out rochester new york fc uh that's right so they're gonna have to figure out a whole transfer market they're gonna have to figure out what it is worth for a second team player in a third division league in a major league soccer organization and on the fly uh it'll be very interesting to follow and uh I think it's something where honestly, <laughs> again, people who love this sort of player acquisition and transfer market, all of these sorts of things, it'll be a unique wrinkle that is different than MLS transfers and different than USL transfers in our own country. And so it could be very interesting to follow. But I think there are a lot of people who will also just be tuning this out. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, yeah. eventually we'll start talking about young players who will be in this league once we know when this league starts playing.
0: Well, we do know how many teams are going to be in the league to start off. Uh, anyway, there'll be 21 teams in the inaugural season this season with one of those being an outside uh, non-MLS team being Rochester, New York. Uh, there are eight additional MLS affiliated teams that they're going to join next year and then an unknown, unnamed, mysterious number of other outside clubs that may or may not join. After that, it'll be really interesting to see how all of it comes together. Uh, this, of course, isn't MLS's first go around at creating a reserve division or a second division. Uh, the MLS Reserve League was started back in the early 2010s and it wasn't very successful for a number of reasons. Uh, Jeff, in your reporting so far on MLS Next Pro, what have you seen to convince you or perhaps not convince you? that uh, this effort is going to be different and perhaps a little longer lasting, maybe better for player development? I don't know. Any of these things uh, standing out to you?
1: Yeah, I think that player development-wise, they have, since the Reserve League ended in about 2012-2013 was essentially when MLS Reserves folded, Uh, you could say its usefulness ended far earlier than that, and if it ever started (laughs) at all. But since then, they had their USL affiliate partnership where they worked with United Soccer League. They had teams in the second division and the third division as well with usl league one once that launched in 2019 where they were able to see how to run these teams in an mls agnostic ecosystem they were able to see if you didn't have the same sort of roster constraints how you were able to develop players you were able to see teams win hardware you were able to see teams like Sporting kansas city los angeles galaxy real salt lake fc dallas to name four who had great successes in the USL at various levels over their time in the leagues. You were also able to see players like Alfonso Davies get his first professional minutes with Whitecaps too, when they had a team. Tyler Adams started in that league. Aaron Long rehabilitated his career and got signed by New York Red Bulls. They were able to have enough success stories and players who are still prominent in North American soccer to make them think that this was something that was necessary. At the same time, concurrently, their academy systems in MLS have sophisticated exponentially and have gone from the odd player here or there who was just kind of picked out from a local high school and signed to a contract without much academy experience to having age groups beneath the u13 level who are used to watching these teams who are used to training in uh, the red bull way who are used to growing up and watching justin glad at defense and think i want to play for real salt lake as well and you have more of these sorts of domestic success stories these mls stories where you're seeing a player like aiden morris step in and be able to to put in a big performance at mls cup despite rarely playing for columbus in the regular season and be able to to put in a fantastic performance um Where there are more players, there are more players who are ready to graduate out of academy games and be playing beyond the MLS Next Cup. And so I I think that the player pool, the sophistication, the investment, and the track record in the US all, all suggest that this should go in a more sane, coherent direction than MLS Reserves <laughs> did, where you were truly calling the team janitor and players who retired from MLS five years ago to see if they wanted to kick around for 60 yeah. to 90 minutes on a Sunday morning.
0: That certainly is a is a different landscape than it was uh, <laughs> almost 10 years ago, amazingly enough. Uh, Jeff, uh, thank you so much. Anytime. Elsewhere in soccer news, the U.S. men's national team will host its final World Cup qualifier in Orlando. That game will be against Panama, and it'll be the second of three games that window on March 27th. Also, Argentine playmaker Diego Valeri is officially leaving the Portland Timbers. It's long been rumored, but it is expected to become official today. Head coach Gio Savarese told the media yesterday it was weird to not have Diego Valeri around for the start of Portland Timbers preseason. I can't imagine... That was a lie. Lastly, Michelle Akers is back in the soccer world. The former U.S. women's national team great has spent most of her time since retirement on her horse ranch, but she's now back in the game as an assistant coach with the Orlando Pride. Definitely check out Pablo Maurer's interview with Akers on The Athletic, which is also linked in the show's description. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic. And you can get 33% off a year's subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening and happy soccer to you all.